This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, I'll present my beloved with a shiny bauble I bought from our favourite store. Next, I'll take my honey out for a sunset cruise, maybe to the spot where we first got acquainted. Later, back home, I'll give my baby a bath, and then I'll gently dry my sweetie and turn out the lights. Of course, I'm talking about my bike. I humbly submit that my bike and I make a better team than most relationships I've seen. Your bicycle invigorates you, strengthens you, relaxes you, lets you vent your frustrations without interrupting, nodding off or making judgments. Your bicycle helps you meet other people. Your your bicycle always goes where you want it to go. And if you buy your bicycle a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day... You'll get to eat them all. And as the bicycle blues pedal off into the distant horizon, you're listening to Radio 3CR, Radical Radio, here in Melbourne. 855 AM on your dial, podcasting or streaming or kicking back. You're listening to Faith and Val here at the Yarrabug Bicycle Radio Show. (laughs) A show show about bicycles, riding them, riding them, talking about them and then riding them again. And, of course, we've always got a fun-filled pack show coming up. We're going to talk about... How do you get bikes to people who need them? How do you get people who need bicycles to stay on them? And we're going to be joined by Gail. Good morning. Morning. And good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. For the foot riding introduction. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A lovely Monday, May morning out there. As we've had, if you're not in Melbourne, we've been blessed with three days or make it nearly four of absolutely weather made for cycling. It was very warm this morning too. Mm, I only got a suntan yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So we should start off with something nice and easy and gentle. Actually, that quote um, came from Scott Martin, who is, I think, a road biker. I'll just pull these quotes from anywhere. I can find them. (laughs) And I've found a new source, which is eminently... Great. <laughs> so we're, we're good for the next six months. I reckon we're locked in for the next ten years. <laughs> you don't mind me saying so. <laughs> Bicycle moments. Off you go, Val. Oh, there we go. Look, um, can I do sweet and sour? Yes. Two. Yeah. Okay. Which one should I do first? So sweet. Sweet. Okay. Carl, I'm not sure if uh, you know, but I work a day a week at a place called Second Chance Cycles. 
So this is rebirthing bicycles, then giving them away to people with healthcare cards or selling them quite cheaply to backpackers. Um, Faith Sunhurst rides a second chance cycles yes, bicycle. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we've got a, quite a strong t- um, connection with a local community. There's a very good neighbourhood house at the bottom of the flats there on the corner of Johnson and uh, Hoddle Street. In Collingwood. In Collingwood. Anyway, I've got a a, um, a gentleman came down on Friday morning um, just by himself and he said, you know, I want to get a bike and I started to talk to him and actually why he was getting the bicycle was for his 17 or 18-year-old son who seemed to be suffering a fair bit of depression and the father was coming down to get a bike to see if he could get the boy on the bike and sort of break a little bit of that cycle. I said to him, I said to him, I think it's probably best if he comes down. Part of getting the bike is choosing it and all those sort of things. You know, it's a he'd probably better chance of doing that than than just you taking him home a bike. Anyway, about an hour or two later, I think it was after lunch actually, then he and his wife and the seventeen year old boy and these people are refugees from Iran um, Iran, and they've been here for a while though so the three of them came down and I've got a couple of um, on the uh, gentlemen who are there from a day release prison so they're nearly parole they're on day release and they come down there and lo and behold these two of these blokes are then helping the three of them pick the bike up pick the warrope one fix this bit up get the saddle at the right height. It was just one of those moments where you just go, this is a bike moment, you know. I'm not saying the bike will cure any depression or anything like that, but it was just, it was a pretty good start. It, it's a moment where you see that whole program you have that running there working, everything's yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as they ride off with mum and dad yep. walking behind the sun, you go, well, you know, what else can you have to do? <laughs> and it gives that connection between the people fixing the bike and the person receiving the bike. And I've got to say, sometimes I'm completely astounded by the um, patience and the the empathy these blokes show to people coming down to get a bike, whether it be a couple of backpackers or it be this situation or whether it be a you know elderly um, woman on a little 20-inch with baskets back or front. It really is. And just from having that skill and being able to talk through it, now you get the bad. I'm going to bring you down here, I'm telling you. I've got a lovely park, my local area. The dogs, people, kids, footballs, everything goes. And a couple of the paths are marked as shared paths, so bicycles and people. They're not very well signed, but everybody seems to get along quite well. And I'm just walking the last bit home. On the last bit that is a path, it's, there's no line down the middle or anything like that. My little foxy is still on the path and my other dog's next to it. And a... Uh, I'm going to call this bloke a bloke. Um, <laughs> High-vis, electric mountain bike, oh. probably just got off motorcycle or something. He rode up to within two or three feet of behind the little foxy and started screaming at me, aren't you going to get your dog off the path? <laughs> I mean, it's quite easy just to turn the handlebars and go around by a yard. <laughs> yes. So then he engaged in this screaming 
match. Oh, not match, because I didn't reply, of course. But, um, you know, I said to him, just, hey, we're sharing this path. Didn't make any difference, though. No. <laughs> Your turn, Faith, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been um, struck down with this stupid cold that's going around, but um, so I haven't had a lot of bicycle moments, but I guess the one that's stuck in my mind most is one that um, involves a We Cycle, but I, I took um, someone who's recently arrived in Melbourne and uh, isn't allowed to work, so needed access to a bicycle um, that she couldn't go out and buy. So I took her down to the WeCycle uh, house in Northcote and uh, she was given the perfect bike for her. And honestly, we rode, we walked down and I pushed my bike and so then we were able to ride home and um, just the ride home, the biggest, I took some photos of her for her daughter, the biggest smiles on her face as she uh, rode through those autumn tree-lined streets and um, started really enjoying that feeling. And she, and she said it had been a long time since she'd been on one, so it was, uh, yeah, lovely to see. That's wonderful that we could help with that. Not just about the bike. <laughs> no, it never is. Go. Um, back to your quote about invigorating, riding the bike being invigorating. I had the most invigorating ride yesterday out at Harcourt at the new mountain bike park, Malabagawa, oh. which was opened in March this year. Yeah. They've got 34 kilometres of trail. Uh, there's 11 different trails. It's been, they got a grant from the Victorian government of almost $2 million, and yeah. the trails are beautiful. <laughs> it was uh, fantastic riding out there. And the perfect day for it. It yesterday. was. The be- it was beautiful. And uh. the trails out there will drain. It'll be a great winter riding place. Uh. It's begin- It's just getting bigger and bigger, that side of it, actually. I mean, you know, all parts of bicycle world are getting bigger, whether it's um, cyclocross. But mountain biking now, the Yarra Trails must be under a bit of pressure all the time. There's a, it's becoming a big, you know, once a week or once every weekend hobby, hasn't it? Yeah, and and we've got the um, new trails being planned in, at Warburton. Yes. That'll yeah. be pretty amazing. Yes. And it lifts those local towns. Yeah, Harcourt yeah. now has a whole lot of the car park is full. And where was Harcourt before? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Struggling. And Had we ever heard of Harcourt <laughs> before? <laughs> apples, <laughs> the best apples. Well, yes, best yes. Apples. Great cider. Come on, come on. What are we? Premier agricultural zones. But I mean, the, that just gets repeated over and over again. Whether it be Bright Harcourt, um, Wangaratta. You know, yep. and the snowies are the same thing as well for summer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. Taking people a long time to get, uh, politicians especially, to get up to speed on this. We had somebody stand for a seat in the state election here, must be six years ago. We should build a bike path from here to Bendigo, off the road, the whole way. That's anyway, a great idea. It yeah. is a great idea. <laughs> in New Zealand, they've built a bike path from the tip of the North Island to yes. the bottom of the South Island. All off road. Yeah, yeah. The rail trails there. I was riding some of those in February this year. 
There we go. <laughs> That's a, a whole nother show. <laughs> News. News. News across the nation. Now, only three people or three cyclists or three athletes on cycles have ever held the Giro, the Tour de France and the Valletta, the Spanish um, Tour at the same time. That's Eddie Merckx, Bernard Hanau and now Chris Froome. Um, God, there's a little bit I don't want to speak too soon because it's, I don't want to be seen as cynical or anything like that. If you haven't, if you're interested in road riding and if you haven't seen that stage up the hill where Chris Froome takes the lead, it is probably one of the most um, invigorating rides up a vertical mountain I think you'll see for a long time. Anyway, they're um, presumably... Whether the drug issue goes away, I'm not too sure. I don't think anybody can say. But it was a certainly was a supreme performance. Well, I, um, with various circumstances, haven't really been able to get onto the Giro this year. So I've consoled myself by just following Chad Hager on um, Twitter. He rides for Team Sunweb. And he's uh, presented at the end of each day one over... He calls it... Um, the Giro d'Italia oversimplified. One tweet summing up the whole day, but they've been very entertaining. So uh, I recommend if you are still on Twitter, I don't think there's a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out Chad Hager's uh, tweets. It's just at Chad Hager um, for a summary of uh, the event. There we go. Get on the Twitter sphere. We're going to be back talking about how do you fix bikes up and make sure people get on them. Sorry. You'll have to keep oh, going. Oh, we can do that later. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to slip in one more piece of news because it's very local, and and that is that there is currently a detour. Uh, through the Edinburgh Gardens on the um, yes. bike path because of the pipe works being undertaken too. by Melbourne Water. And haven't pipe workers have a good had a good year? They because have. they were <laughs> gone all the way down St George's Road and this project is renewing the pipe all the way to the MCG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for the moment that main path through Edinburgh Gardens is closed, you are you can do a detour. The official detour is Albert Street or Albert Road. That's the um, – maybe it's even a – anyway, it's that road that goes around the park. Yep. But most people seem to be using the other pedestrian path through the park. And yep. if you do that carefully and considerately, not hmm. scaring any terriers. Any terriers. I, I think that's um, <laughs> probably okay. And one last piece of news um, is that the – 3CR Radiothon is coming up and we'll be having our Radiothon show on June the 11th but you don't have to wait till then to donate you'll be able to donate now so we'll put a link up with the podcast asking everyone who listens to the show and enjoys it to make a donation and help keep 3CR on the air that uh, the path through Edinburgh Park Gardens has been interesting. I'm taking the other path that goes up the pedestrian one, uh-huh. and I'm very gentle and quiet. But I'm not shocked, but pleasantly surprised. At the end of that, there's a pedestrian crossing mm-hmm. to get to the school. I'm on my bike, 
even from 10 metres away, cars are stopping at that pedestrian yeah. crossing before I even get close to it. It's going to be the only place in Melbourne that does that. Well, not really, but it, <laughs> it's quite interesting that actually people just stop. Yeah. You don't actually have where, to walk onto it that, or anything like that. I, no. That uh, knowledge of the... Um, and so, as we mentioned at the start of the show, we have Gail Ilyevsky, sorry, Gail, from WeCycle in the studio. Um, WeCycle is a not-for-profit community project organised Gail, by Gail and um, a colleague. Maybe you can just start by telling everyone what we, how WeCycle was set up and what the aim was. Okay, well, I in 2016, I undertook the City of Darabin Community Leaders and Sustainability course. And the participants, there was 26 in the group that I did, were encouraged to set up their own community project that council could then support. So Craig Jackson and myself um, link, clicked about our passion for bicycles. Craig's father actually is involved with a bicycle rehoming project down in Geelong with a church group. Uh, so it was quite natural for us to think, okay, we'd like to do the, a similar thing. So for the first year, we, so we came up with a name, We Cycle, and we worked out of our backyards. So Craig's a better bike mechanic than me. So he did a lot of the fixing and the bikes, we put a call out and bikes just started rolling in. <laughs> it's amazing how many bikes yes. are sitting unloved or unwanted and people are quite happy to to have that, to hand them over to be rehomed. Well, and I think it's that thing, you often have a bike you're no longer using, but you don't want to... Put it out on the street or just throw it away, but it's not necessarily worth anything to sell. Yes. But you're happy to see it made good use of. And knowing it needs a bit of work to yep. be able to be used. Yep. And that's often the, the, why yep. it sits there. Yep. It might have a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, – and it, this this just got bigger. I So I was contacting – um, support agencies for asylum seekers and refugees and caseworkers would refer us a client that needed a bicycle. So we would then fix up a bike and deliver it to their home, uh, which was quite intensive, um, you know, in logistics mm. managing that. Uh, meanwhile, I was hounding council for a home for our project because... It just was getting out of hand with our yeah. <laughs> working out of our backyards. So eventually they were, they came up with a little building sitting un unused and unoccupied at Batman Park in Northcote. So this building was being used by a, a woman's group, uh, a Greek woman's group, I think, but then it was closed and kids broke in and graffitied it. <laughs> So council was happy to have that used. So we moved in there in January last year. And I put a little sign up on St George's Road saying volunteers wanted to come and fix bikes. 
And I got a great response to that. <laughs> really, you know, just people who said, yeah, we'll come. <laughs> so we started uh, regular workshops, holding them, and we've built up to a team of about 25 now. Mm-mm. And on any session we might have perhaps six to eight people who will be there working on the bikes. It's a busy place. Uh, so you're there's generally you're open on Saturdays. Yes. And you'll have people there working on bikes, but that's also when people can come who are interested in a bike. Yes. Uh, we have and the local community, people in the park drop in to see what, and they're happy to see that the building is being used. Mm. For such a good purpose. Uh, Last Saturday, we had a number of people come to collect bikes. And as you talked, Val, about the experience of the Iranian, you know, Mm. family bringing down the son, Uh, we had a mother with her eight year old boy who came and got a bike. Then the mother also would like to come back and get a bike. We had a young fellow who was referred. We work with um, Melbourne City Mission. So youth who are at risk of being homeless, uh, coming down and getting a bike can sometimes mean the difference between getting caught with uh, no money on your Mikey and not having the means to get around. So that was somebody we could help. Um, We helped a man who was referred to us from Foundation House to get a bike, and his caseworker had said one of th- something that might be really good for his well-being was t- to get out on a bicycle and ride. And so you have people who are referred by different agencies. Is it somewhere where people can also just drop in and say, look, I'm interested in a bike, do you have something I could use? And, and then who, what, on, in what circumstances would that, fit in with what you're doing uh yes we so to keep the project sustainable we sell some low-cost bikes um, good bikes that have been done up are in good condition been serviced for a low cost and we have a number of south american students who have been studying at melbourne polytechnic they're here for a year and they need yep. a bicycle so it's it's affordable transport for them yeah so they come in and, and we've helped out quite a number of students with a bicycle or they buy a bike that's in really poor condition <laughs> and they bring it into they us to help them to fix it up. Okay, yeah. And so you, I have seen you're also running classes for mechanical skills that anyone can attend. Yes, we have um, one of our team, Mick, is very – he's a, he's a great bike mechanic so he is running some sessions and we invite members of the community it's low cost to come along and learn some basics but also a bit uh, more advanced about wheel bearings and fixing you know checking your hubs and making sure that the bike is really running smoothly yeah and um there was also recently some rides local Ah, yes, we've rides. been working with yeah. um, Andrew with Bunch Rides, yeah. who's getting some community, wants to get people doing short, 
attainable rides yeah, in yeah. the community. So he's he's been working with um, a number of back to bikes, velocycles, ourselves as a you know as a riding point. Yeah. And there are they the whole idea of sharing that experience of mm. riding a bike when you're riding with other people and you have a you know you have first off you're meeting a lot of new people anyway though who all share um your same passion and it gives people a much sense sense of security on the roads or and that local knowledge like where is the safe connection between that bike path and that one like you know all those little bits that you you don't necessarily know if you haven't been riding but that can transform it from something you do occasionally into something you're able to do regularly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so the feedback, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously there's a great response from the community um, about the project and Darabin Council are happy with the way it's going. Are you going to be getting ongoing support from them in terms of the space and other support? Yes, they have been tremendously supportive of the project, understanding that we're helping to increase the number of people who are using a bicycle as a means of transport. And they have supported us. with. We apply for a community grant each year that enables us to buy helmets, locks and lights to give with the bikes. Uh, so it's you know making sure that we meet all those safety issues, yep. safe riding, and uh, we've been involved. They we ran a ride to work day last year, and that was supported by City of Darabin. So yes, yep. they've been immensely supportive. It's interesting when you look at city councils in Melbourne, the the hard drive to put money into local small community things is very much driven by councils like Darabin. Mall and Yarra, they're the ones that really sort of get behind these things, aren't they? Yes, and having members of the community take ownership of the project rather than council owning the project. Yeah, I think that's the key. And there's all those other wins with it, like, as you said, a disused building being vandalised in a park is now the hub of all this activity and that increases not it doesn't just protect the building and the council's assets but it increases safety in that park and yes um just by having all this activity and people coming there but you because you have that ongoing presence someone who gets a bicycle um then has somewhere to come back to when they get that first flat tire and that is as you it breaks that cycle of then the bike just sits in the shed Yes. You know, if uh, people can bring it back. What are the plans for WeCycle in the future? How are you hoping it'll develop from here? Uh, Well, we're only open the one day a week at the moment on Saturdays. There is scope for that to be extended. Uh, If we can get people, I work Mm full-time, so and a lot of our team work full-time, but perhaps there's potential there that there could be other groups who could or somebody who could access it and that we can share those yeah. tools and the resources that we have there yeah, and have somebody who's able to use it, utilise it on a weekday. So we want to keep growing our team, so we're always inviting more people to come along and join and work. We love to have women down at the bike shed and upskilling. 
so that's been we have some great women on our team and we're always looking for more to and it doesn't have to be that you have mechanical skills in order to be able to contribute no not at all there's a lot of activity that goes on it's and it can be assessing and cleaning the bikes prepping them um so but always learning upskilling everybody so yeah they're improving their bike mechanics skills yeah a great way to acquire some skills if you're uh Getting working, a bit rusty. Working on somebody else's bike. And uh, keep them alive so, because there's so, things you know how to do but you offer, you don't need to do them very often on your own bike. And so you're constantly going through that, oh, what is it again, and relearning the same old thing. Yes. Um, whereas this way, you know, you can sort of maintain those skills and that knowledge. That's right. There's wheels. We have, you know, wheels that need <laughs> pulling apart and and, you know, Bearings need regrease. So. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and thinking this sounds like something I'd love to get involved with, what's the best way for them to get in touch besides just popping up down randomly one Saturday? Okay, we have a Facebook page on and We Cycle Melbourne uh, and our website, We Cycle Melbourne, so you can visit that. And or and there's a link there to contact me by email and I will certainly get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> or just walk down to Batman Park in Northcote on yes, a Saturday. visit us on a Saturday between 10 and 3. Yeah, awesome. in action. Oh, thanks a lot for coming along to the studio today, Gail. Um, I'll just mention very briefly, Bikes and Beers, a chat about bike infrastructure in Maribyrnong is coming up on June the 1st, that's this Friday, and we'll have a link to that with some details about where it is on the podcast. You've been listening to the Arabug Radio Show. 3CR relies on your donations and support to stay on the air, and you can do that online at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.